Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 5, Episode 13, as the New York Rangers, it's Escape from Minnesota with a point. Uh, just a wild game overall, and you know it's it's going to be interesting for the next month, Andy, uh, to see how we rise up to the challenge of having a few of our players hurt, and we'll get into that. But first, I have to ask you, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. I feel fresh as a daisy. I cannot say the same thing about the New York Rangers, <laughs> but me personally, I feel. I feel great. Uh, woke up, did some worked out this morning, which is rare for me. So, uh, and then yeah, just went on a little walkabout around the neighborhood. The weather's really nice. So yeah, like I said, I'm doing good, but I'm sure the New York Rangers are feeling a lot more banged up than I am at the moment. Yeah, I mean, listen, we beat the Carolina Hurricanes and got two points. We played a solid game there, uh, but we did not escape you know, that game without, you know, injuries and that, that was killer, man. I, I listen, I'm not expecting this, uh, to have to face a challenge, you know, this early of this extent, but, you know, losing Adam Fox and losing Heedle, it's just, it's going to be a true test. And, you know, I, I tweeted this, you know, right after that game, it's an opportunity really. Like th- there's gotta be other guys to step up. Like we, we can't just be like, well, we don't have Fox. We don't have Heedle, so we're done. It's like, listen, this is the reason why you have guys like Kako and Lafreniere. This is supposed to be the next wave, the next, you know, next man up mentality. And if these guys can't get it done playing on the top two lines, then you can, you know, you can kiss away Stanley Cup because that's certainly never going to happen. Uh, you know, these guys got to step up big time, and you know it. You know, before you know, I make my judgment. You know, Andy, I want to get your take on the, on the injuries first. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's real tough. Uh, first little bit of well, it's funny we say first little bit of adversity. We at first the adversity was the long road schedule and the being tired, but uh, yeah, this is the adversity when your your depth gets tested, um, and. It's man, it's just it's obviously difficult. Um, I guess maybe you can say better that this happens in November than it happens 
towards going into the the postseason or towards the tail end of the year. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, because I think anyone with a brain knows that the Rangers do not are not going to win anything with a, with Adam Fox not being a hundred percent. Because you take wear and tear going into the once you're in the playoffs, but you can't if you go into the into the playoffs hurt already. That's just the Rangers are not going to go very far. So he's going to get uh, healed up now. Um, I'm honestly more concerned for Heedle just because if it's a, yet another concussion, he's already had a couple of those, and it's just it's tough. You know he he you know it's I don't know he gets in a lot a lot of collisions like just kind of random bump collisions on the ice. And I don't know if it's because he's had a concussion before that it makes you, I believe it makes you more susceptible to them. So if that's what's going on, but obviously the Rangers don't really disclose any of that stuff, but you, you hope he's okay. Um, and then, you know, we obviously hope with the whole thing with Igor is uh, he's okay. Obviously he finished that game. So hopefully it's minor, and again, this organization's just being smart. They're like, look, we banked all these points in October. Um, the one thing that does help them is that their schedule for November is a little, definitely <laughs> is more sparse than it's been, um, you know, than, it, than, it, than the first half of the year. Um, I'm actually going to pull it up right now. I believe in terms of Fox, I think they only, if Fox is eligible to come back, and is ready to come back when he's eligible, which is basically in December. Uh, yeah, I mean, he probably would. Yeah, he's he probably wouldn't miss all that many games. So we'll see. One, two, three, four. He's five, got to six. miss at least ten games. Yeah. So you know, I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six. So yeah, if it's he would be eligible to come back towards the end of November, right? It's it's yeah. it's ten games. It's not it's, thir- it's not it, thirty days. It's ten. From what I've read online, it's ten days or twenty-four. It's ten games or twenty-four days. Okay, one. So, and they put them on uh, the day before the wild game, right? Someone posted. I don't know if this is so. If this is wrong, but it seemed pretty reliable that uh, November twenty-eighth would be the first day he's eligible. Okay, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight nine ten so ten games yeah and he we've already played one we got a point out of it so yeah could be could be worse you just got to weather this storm <laughs> for yeah. ten game for the month essentially uh easier said than done i think it's one of those things that these are the moments that tell you a lot about the makeup of your team and i think you don't want to be too definitive after one because i also think the 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 scheduling has re- is really fucked the rangers on this one because they had that long ass road trip they came home for what two days rest. They played a game and they got right back on a plane. So there's not a lot of that wasn't a lot of rest. So, um, and obviously they're a team. The Rangers essentially were a team who that's trying not to lose its mojo and played a team that was desperate to find theirs again. Uh, and that's why we got the result we got yesterday. But they still, you know, were able to somehow get a point out of that game, which is good. But um, yeah, I mean, you're seeing a lot of once again. Jones and Schneider are proving that it's just not a, it can't happen (laughs) right now, if ever, you know what I mean? It's just, uh, it's just, you know, not, it's not going to work. So they're going to have to figure that out. I think the Rangers are realizing how thin their depth really is. You know what I mean? I think some teams are all depth and if you lose one guy, it's not the end of the world. 
And some teams are just have pillar players. And if you lose a pillar player, it really hurts you. And I think the Rangers are one of those teams, you know, you know, if, if any, they're blessed to have players like Panarin and Fox and Igor, you know what I mean? But if you lose any one of them, if you lose, honestly, those, those are probably, we can say are, are the, the Trinity on this team. The most, you know, you have the most important defenseman, the most important uh, forward, and then your most important goaltender and losing, any one of those is tough, especially even though Igor might be ready to go again here soon, but just mentally knowing that he's banged up and the Rangers having to go into this game and be like on the road, still tired and be like, we literally just lost Adam Fox, you know, our two of our safety, our safety uh, blankets, you know what I mean? And then heel who, and then everyone's moving around. It's just a lot mentally. Let's not even talk about physically, (laughs) but uh, yeah, I think, the hopefully the Rangers front office is realizing how how thin their depth really is because like we said we're still waiting on Kako and Lafreniere and um, Wheeler and you know even Trocheck we're waiting on anyone in, in the bottom six to do anything you know what I mean or the middle the, the bottom nine I guess other than Panarin you know we're, and you know Panarin and we're still waiting on Mika to get going yeah Kreider scores a nice goal last night and so he's maybe got some stuff going but. And they need other people to, to pitch in here. And um, I will say it does seem like the some of the guys from the fourth line are f- finally starting to show, you know. Uh, that to, was their to, best game last night. Which is rough. Which was a r- rough game. But listen, I, I, <laughs> yeah. listen, I don't want to start. We can't judge this team based off the no, Minnesota I, Wild yes, games. Like, that, would, that would be fools. And like I said up top, that's a team. Minnesota has been pissed off about how poor their start's been because goaltending has been, and it almost screwed them again last night. You yeah. know what I mean? It's I mean, just it bailed them out. I mean, Flurry played great. Uh, yeah, he did know, when he was tested, especially in the shootout. I mean, yeah, if the Rangers, if, if, if either Mika or Trocek can lift that puck uh, or do lift the puck, we're probably looking at two points of the Rangers and we're like, man, we can't believe they squeaked that one out. Right. But this, you know, uh, literally playing on their back foot after the first period, uh, there was, and not to mention the turnaround from the Carolina game to this game was two days. They had to hop on a plane. None of the pairings got to get a little you no. know, synergy between them. The lines were all jumbled up. You, you didn't have Goudreau because of the birth of his son. And, you know, you, you basically took away, you know, two centers. And I know, you know, Goudreau hasn't been playing well, but you missed Goudreau last night. He's the type of guy when things aren't going your way. You know, you can rely upon him in the defensive zone. And, you know, I think it showed. I think not having him, uh, you know, although, you know, we expect more from the price that you're paying, I'll be the first to agree with anyone who makes that point. But, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, the guy does make that money because, you know, he's a calm, cool, collected player in in these types of moments. You know, it's he feeds off of, you know, I thought his best hockey for the Rangers has been in the playoffs. So, Again, it's like I, this game to me is like almost a throwaway. The fact that you got a point out of it, and I know we blew a three-goal lead, but come on, it's just—I don't know. It, like they had, you know, I don't even know what kind of start Minnesota had, but it wasn't good. And the Rangers took advantage of throwing pucks on net. After that, the rain—they just locked the Rangers down, and the Rangers did not have any answer for them, but they were able to find a way to get a point. And I think that's huge. And, you know, I tell you, it's not going to get any easier. You know, you have the Detroit Red Wings next on Tuesday. 
you know, again, a team that just beat Boston, they're, you know, getting points in the standings. Uh, they could score goals. They give up goals, but they can definitely score. Um, you know, they might have most goals in the, in the national hockey league right now, uh, besides the golden Knights, they do. So it's going to be tough. And and Vancouver scored more. So yeah, it's going to be tough for them, but Andy, I, I, you know, going forward, you know, with a few practices under their belt, you know, do you, do you think this team will be a little bit more prepared, you know, with, you know, La Violette compared to, uh, let's just say if they still had uh, Gerard Gallant as their coach? Uh, yeah, definitely. It's a layup question, but you know, no, that's I mean, why I kind of trust the process here. Well, yeah, you know what I mean? It's, I think Minnesota is a bad matchup for the Rangers anyway, especially you lose, you lose Fox, you get an undersized D back there. Um, I think they're, and they, they just, they grind it out. They're a gritty tough. They're probably the toughest team in, in the, the NHL in terms of how their forwards play. You know, that that Felino line is absolutely a nightmare to play against. You know what I mean? And then they have some skill in, in guys like Kaprizov and Zuccarello. You know what I mean? So, yep. uh, so, yeah. And like I said, they were pissed off and desperate for a win. And the Rangers were just trying to survive. And it showed. They The Rangers knew that they had to come out flying. or And to their credit, they did. So, you, you can't say they didn't start the game on time. It was just... Literally after that, I I think a combination of um, just being you know the, just the schedule getting getting through to them, Minnesota literally just trying to basically grinding away. They got their first goal. It gave them a huge boost of confidence that they could finally win a game, and they just kept it going and going and going. And listen, it's yeah, it wasn't pretty. You'd like the Rangers to not get hemmed in their end so much. Uh, it looked like there was a lot more confusion on the Rangers' end about uh, what what their assignments should be or where they, when they should be aggressive and when they shouldn't. You know what I mean? So uh, I do think, to your point, that with a little bit more time that to get comfortable or acclimated maybe with new lines and new D partners, that it'll be less of an adventure, hopefully, God, God willing. I don't know if we're going to see Schneider and Jones again. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to uh, put Jones with with Lindgren, um, you know, just to see if that helps, if Lindgren can maybe stabilize. Uh, and then Schneider doesn't have to, can go back to the comfort pairing of with uh, uh, our, one of our, our second, probably our second, well, it's hard to say second, but I mean, I have no problems with how Gustafson is playing so far. He's been excellent. Right. Beating pressure, making, you know, that goalie score last night was beautiful. Uh, so, yeah, instead of messing up, splitting up two, changing up two pairings, you're only changing up one now. You know what I mean? Right. And hopefully Honey Badger Lindgren, who's clearly better at Schneider at this point in time, will help kind of, uh, you know, I think the problem is they didn't want to expose Jones to heavy minutes. You know what I mean? But. I, th- I think this that's probably the way that's a, imagine how it would go because we now have two sample sizes of it just being every time those two are on the ice, the Rangers are hemmed, hemmed in their own end. And it's not all Jones, it's Schneider too. He'd make some stupid decisions as well. You know what I mean? It's just the problem with that team is that they throw guys on the puck and they're so heavy on the puck that, you know, Jones is 
you know, it kind of threw into the gauntlet there. Like it's, yeah. it's not easy for him being an undersized defenseman having to, you know, you know, take a beating essentially all night. And, yeah. you know, and it's not like, let's be honest here. It's, the Rangers were hemmed in their own zone for a majority of this game. So it's not like this was Jones's fault. This was a full no, team. I mean, Schneid, yeah, every, the whole team wasn't helping, you know, Schneider had a, a bad game too. Um, but I mean, listen, overall, listen, one healthy, this Minnesota's a shit matchup for us anyway. You yeah. Know, we, and you know, we probably win with Igor in the shootout maybe, but I think overall goaltending really wasn't a factor. I oh no. Quick, quick was quick was great last night. Yeah. And, I don't think know, uh, no, none of that, that, you know, they, the only reason they probably get a point is because of him. Some exactly. of the crazy saves he was making. And that, that's the biggest crow I've been eating to start the season as quick has been excellent. Um, yeah. And, you know, obviously a, a bad bounce on the, uh, the Boldy shootout goal where mm-hmm. it misses him, but you know, it's, it basically spit, it spits down and hits him in the back. So it's not like quick could have did anything about it anyway. It's not like he fucked up. You know what I mean? It's just, he played it. It just was, a, it was just one of those things where it hits the, the pipe and just, yeah. So not his fault. Yeah. No, it's, and, you know, again, you, you have to take this game for what it is. You got a point on the road against a shitty Minnesota Wild when you're facing the, you know, by far the biggest adversity uh, that you'll hopefully face all season. Now, you know, with a couple days, you know, you know, get, you got home Saturday night, you know, maybe they have a practice today, practice tomorrow, and then, you know, you're right back at it against the Detroit team that, you know, is feisty, they're fast, they're hungry, they're playing with excitement, and, you know, they can beat a- anybody in this league. Uh, so the Rangers are going to have their hands full. They're not as heavy as Minnesota, which is probably a, a better thing for us. Uh, if we could use our, you know, system to slow that team down, we can certainly take advantage with them. I'm not in love with their goaltending or their depth, really, but I think if the New York Rangers could find a way to get a lead in this game early, we can we could pose a problem for their you know for their style. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. In Connecticut, help is available for a problem gambling by calling 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms, responsible gaming resources. Halloween is come and gone, and now the holiday season is upon us. And you know what that means. Uh, absolute chaos. Now, 
It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. And why not take care of it now, before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare? Especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on right now. Yep, right now. You've heard me talk about Raycon products before, uh, and I in the past I've told you how much I love my Raycon uh, everyday earbuds, use them for when I'm working out or going on a, running errands, going on a walk so I can uh, watch some show from my laptop while I'm over uh, doing the dishes. Uh, they are incredible, and they just make the uh, mundane things a little bit more enjoyable. So, uh, yeah, I'm absolutely a huge fan of them. Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds, which are known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. And just this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro-USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100-watt power delivery. And their faucet filter ultra filters in the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring that the water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is, you know, actually clean. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half of the price of other premium tech brands, it's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. So to get everyone in on the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site, and with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds now and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buyraycon.com THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off of Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Andy, what, what's your take on the, you know, the Detroit Red Wings game coming up? Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, Detroit beat uh, Boston, which the other day, who has been a hard out. Although Boston's still without McAvoy. So, um, but... Yeah, they can score. Uh, they're clearly, of all the teams we thought were going to take a step this year, I think they're the one that you can definitively say have. Although I guess you say Arizona has as well. But um, they're, yeah, they're a dangerous team. They, they can score. Uh, they, right now, I believe, they, yeah, they're second in, in the Atlantic. So they're only, you know, two points behind the, the Rangers with one more game played. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, they're they're it'll be a test. And and the Rangers, like I said, they're they're it's not like they're already home. They're luckily they got two days off, but they I'd imagine they they traveled late last night after the game, so they're sleeping in today. So they're they're not going to get a lot of rest before tomorrow uh, before Tuesday night. You know what I mean? But they will get two days off, which is which is good instead of having it be the game be on tomorrow, which is my birthday, by the way. So I'm glad they're not playing on my birthday because yeah, like, no, no better way to ruin a birthday is then because a game I can't watch because I'm going out to dinner and then just to look at the score and see that they're getting blown out, you know, 
So it's always you chalk up. Well, happy first off, happy birthday. Thank I mean, you. Well, soon to be birthday. Yeah. And uh, when you're listening to this, it'll be my birthday. It'll be your birthday. Uh, and number two, birthday games, you know they lose. The Rangers actually play on my birthday this year. You can chalk that one up as a loss, you know, and you can't even you can't even use it as a pro or a con against this team. It's just the way things are for me. You know, they're going to lose on my birthday. Uh, but anyway, Detroit Red Wings, again, a beatable team, but a team that, you know, you're going to have to be borderline perfect against, and you can't give them anything, um, you know, they're just a good team. They really are. And they're only getting better. Uh, but the Rangers I can do still think be- they're a better matchup for the Rangers, though. I will say that. Me too. But I don't want to, you know, this could be 5 nothing after two periods. And you and I are sitting there being like, was this a better matchup or was it not? No. But, yeah, it, it's just, again, one game at a time. Grab a lead and try to, you know, shut them down, slow them down. They're not a team that really wants to play defense. They give up a lot of goals, even though they could score a bunch. And, you know, that's good for the Rangers. They, the Rangers can take advantage of this team uh, who's still, you know, trying to find themselves. And they're going to give up goals. You got to work hard. You got to be able to, you know, draw some penalties and hopefully capitalize on on special teams. And, you know, I thought, you know, the Rangers only had one power play, you know, against uh, Minnesota. And that's not good enough against the team with the worst PK. You know, it, it just, um, it's just, yeah, it's just one of those things where you, you're going to have to, you know, do the, the, the dirty work in the corners and keep grinding. And hopefully, you know, you get a couple calls, you know, if, you, if you're not, you know, if you're chasing the puck around all night long, you're never going to get a power play. And, you know, the Rangers are going to have to, you know, capitalize on special teams uh, with all the injuries. Now, do we know, is Gaudreau back for this game? We, we're not quite sure. They did. There was a transaction today, although it might just be a paper transaction of sending down uh, Domingue and Brodzinski. Um, but it might just be literally for the accrual of cap space. Um, I think we would have known by now if, if his son had been or daughter, whoever, whatever child he's having was born. Um, so I doubt it's because Goudreau's back. I think it's literally going to be a paper transaction so they keep accruing uh, cap space in their t- in their days off. You know what I mean? Because the second they're called up, it stops, halts that process. So they'll probably call them back up on Tuesday before the game, unless of course, uh, you know, whatever the, the the child comes today and Goudreau is willing to, to wants to play on Tuesday. Although I, I I sure as hell wouldn't. So I don't know if he would. You know, he might take the take a full week before coming back, but. Or who knows? Maybe the Rangers want to try calling someone else up, but um, you know, I'm not really sure. But um, uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's just a paper transaction as far as the Rangers are concerned. So I don't know if anyone's come ready to come back. I guess Igor is the one that interests me. It's like if he was just kind of slightly dinged up, and they're like, all right, well, just to be safe, well, you know, they had the cap space to do it. Um, so they, you know, for for that game, so they did. Yeah, I, this cap thing, I, I, I swear to God, Andy, I just can't, I can't <laughs> do it. It's like, okay, Fox goes on long-term IR, and but like every other team, the player goes on long-term IR, you feel like, you know, oh, oh, it's good, they're good, good. The Rangers put a guy on long-term IR, they're like, oh, 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 oh man, these are the rules about long-term IR. You, 
you know, you don't bank any of their cap space. You're actually in negative cap land and you have to give up, you know, your first uh, round pick over the next 10 years uh, if you use your long-term IR. It's like unbelievable. The Rangers get a guy that's on long-term IR. You think, all right, this is great. Maybe we can, you know, circumvent the cap a little bit, gain something from this. No, it's like the Rangers are even worse shape. We're like, you know, congratulations. Putting someone on long-term IR means that you have to cough up you know, the double of 9.5 million. It's like, well, where did that come from? Now all of a sudden there's rules with long-term IR. This is why I can't stand fucking the cap, the NHL cap. It just, every time my team does something that I think is beneficial, it backfires. But every time someone else, their team does it, it's like they have no problem. They get all this cap space for free. And, you know, the Rangers can't even circumvent the cap. I don't even know what, you know, now there's only a pool of money that you're allowed to draw from long-term IR. And I know that I'm going on a rant here, but it's, <laughs> it's it, Andy, th- like I've never even heard these rules until the Rangers put someone on long-term IR. It's just, did you know all this, that there's a pool of money that you pull from? And if you call up too many players and you got to pull from that long-term IR money and that goes against the cap after the guy comes back, blah, 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 blah. It's like, now it's a whole big thing. Yeah, so, I I was I wasn't super cut familiar. Fox, cut Heedle, whatever. Like we're done. It's like the season, they might as well cancel the season. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hopefully the Rangers have a good capologist or somebody who who uh, makes sense of all this stuff. Um, you know, I guess it. I think it really depends on what the Rangers plan on doing uh, at the deadline or before. Potentially, you know what I mean? Um, As everyone knows, we were talking obviously about Patrick Kane rumors on the last podcast. This, these injuries make it hard, more difficult to sign a guy like Patrick Kane because now they have to call up these players to play. And that is, so every game day puts a dent in the amount of money they accrue towards as the season goes on. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, it's it's a diff, it's difficult, but I mean, a lot of teams in the NHL are up against the the cap, you know, the the cap ceiling now. Uh, you have you have to imagine that the Rangers are going to try to get some breathing room, and probably for next season, most likely Goudreau will not be on this team anymore. Um, we'll see if there are any other notable names who aren't, but um, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where most teams right now are, are up against it and are having to f- make things work however they can. You know, we were just talking about the Ottawa situation with Pinto and the fact he didn't have a contract, but they didn't want to sign him because once he, that's, you know, dead cap and all this other stuff. So, uh, yeah, hopefully the Rangers have someone in charge who, who knows all these rules and is, uh, navigating it to the best of their ability. Yeah. I, and, you know, I guess going forward, you know, even with the cap and with the room towards the end of the, you know, you can kiss away Patrick Kane. You can kiss away, you know, a big name player coming in here. Uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, the Rangers have some bad contracts that, you know, and you can't even say they're like awful. You know, the Panarin thing he's obviously overpaid uh, considering he doesn't show up in the playoffs. And doesn't really matter what he does during the regular. I mean, it does matter what he does during the regular season. But you know, overall, if a, if a guy just is not going to show up in the playoffs, you know, I don't care if you're paying him, you know, two dollars. It doesn't really. It's it's overpayment. 
But, you know, I, I think, you know, the New York, New York Rangers are going to have to, you know, find ways to get creative. And instead of relying on an acquisition, you know, it'd be nice if Kako could break out and, you know, Lafreniere could break out and just really be dominant on those top lines. Like those could be additions that, you know, right now are not, you know, being a factor. Uh, the last thing I want to know, uh, Quentin Byfield, Andy, uh, yeah, he's just well, taken off, taken off. Does that make you sad? No, because I already, I, I, I wrote a draft report, a draft report uh, for that draft, and it essentially said, despite the fact that Quentin Byfield will go second overall, he has the highest potential of anyone in the draft, and if he puts it together, he will be the best player in that draft class. And I, yeah, I stand by that. So he'll, he'll probably, he'll, I could see him being better than Stutzla by the time, uh, if not the, the end of this season, probably by next season. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, and uh, listen, I, it, the, 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 the shitty thing is that I thought, you know, I don't think Lafreniere has been that bad. He's been trying to good make things happen. Just no one else on this, no one on b- besides Panarin on this team has anything going. None of their forwards. Kaka no, doesn't have anything going. Heel didn't have anything going. Kreider gets tipping goals every three games, so it gets people off his back. Mika hasn't done jack shit. And it's, you know, I under it's we're obviously waiting for him to step up. But at the same time, it's like, you know, uh, uh, he scored some goals early. He's a playmaker, though, and no one else is doing anything. No one's doing a fucking thing at, at five on five. Although credit to the Rangers, all their goals were at five on five uh, last night. So so that's good. They finally got some scoring through up and down their lineup, but you know Panarin gets one again. Uh, Laugh did screen the goalie, so you don't and you know was trying to go for a tip if he needed it. So if he got a tip, then obviously we'd be probably wouldn't be having this conversation. But um, but yeah, I mean you know it just sucks. Kako has is just it's a whole lot of nothing. Uh, he does a lot of good defensive plays, but again, that's not that's an element of how you win games. But if you have to produce and no one's really producing right now. So, you know, he looks at least Lafreniere looks better. I know we started talking about Quentin Byfield, but obviously, yeah, it's fucking really depressing watching everyone else <laughs> in that draft class. Just finally everything clicks and then they all they become basically future cornerstones for their teams. Whereas you still look at Laf- Lafreniere and Kako and be like, there's no way either or both of these guys are going to figure into this team in the future. No, you know, and if they do, it's as cheap death as cheap depth because they're not going to get them. They're not, not going to get the money they want. So you imagine either a team will probably would probably slightly overpay for either of them as a reclamation or uh, or they're like, you know, what, I just accept my new reality as, you know, as basically what, a, you know, a, mi- a, a middle six forward. And just that's my career for now. You know what I mean? Listen, man, it's. I, I I totally understand it, but at the same time too, it's like like there's no guarantees in the draft. Uh, yeah, you know. And listen, I'd rather be in the position to draft these guys and watch them fail than to never be a part of this, you know, experiment. Uh, you know, it's just a shame that neither of these guys could really just take over games. And, and you know what though? Like, I do feel like like Kako would be. Like I, I don't let me really think about this. I think he's a seventy five point player on a team like the Coyotes. 
because I just think New you got to have something about you to fit in New York. And I just feel like he's just not meant to play in the city. And I almost feel the same way about Lafreniere. I, th- I feel like Lafreniere would be, you know, uh, an 80-point player possibly on the Canadians. I just, I don't know. It just seems like they're just not meant to be New Yorkers. And you got to have some sort of, like, arrogant swagger about you. I, but I think those guys, I don't know. Uh, they I think they overthink it playing here. You know, whereas you almost have to be like, you know, you look at the players that are successful that come here like Fox. There's no doubt like that kid just knows he's dominant, knows he's good. You know, he wanted to play here because he knew what it took. You know, I I don't know. I just feel like we need that. You need that type of player like mentally, you know, to approach the game. But what do I know? Uh Let's end. Let's end with a, a negative topic, Andy. Uh, the hit on Fox. What were your thoughts? Uh, it might piss off a lot of Ranger fans to hear this, but I didn't think. A, I, I didn't really think it was like you know it wasn't it wasn't called because I don't think it was a penalty, and I don't think he's trying to go knee on knee on on fox because if you slow it down fox is the one who actually kind of sticks his leg out here's here's the problem yeah and i had the same thought process you did if you go back and watch it there's no reason why aho is approaching fox at all it's seconds later like seconds like a, a a while not a split second not two seconds it's seconds later it, there's already the puck has already changed possessions twice, and Aho is still skating right at Fox for no reason. You're not finishing your check there. You're not flying the zone because your team doesn't have possession. There's no reason why he's approaching Fox other than to interfere with them. And it's a thousand percent an interference call. No way. There's just no way about it. The Rangers had possession. Fox is trying to enter the slot, and Aho just takes him out. Now the knee to knee. It's not a dirty play, you know. Fox, no. the need to need. It's not like he extended himself, but he should not have ever even been in a position to make contact with Fox. So it's an interference call. It's not a dirty. Yeah, play. he was probably trying and, to get in his kitchen. I think. Yeah, hundred percent. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I don't. Th- and listen, I think I do think Aho is a little, a little bit of like a rat because he's he's you know he's a smaller guy who gets pesty every now and then, even though he's like, then will then like skate away and be like, Oh, I don't want any, but you know, but whatever, I, that's fine. You're, you're the supposed, you know, that you're there. They're one of their superstar players and, and that's fine. You're not a physical guy. So you got to get, you got to play the mind games or the physicality, however you're comfortable doing it. Um, so yeah, I mean, didn't get called, uh, for, for him, for that collision. Um, I think you're right. It it, it probably warranted a, an interference call, but at the same time, it's like I don't know, man. If it's like if it was someone was at least was bearing down, and you were like, whatever, can I get away with this? And, and Truba, you know, or it was Truba instead, and you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. It's like I think it's unfortunate Fox got hurt. But I think so much shit like that happens on a game day, game by game basis. It just does not get caught. 
and no one's hurt as opposed to a little bit of a, like a, a bump or a jostle or a behind the play, you know? So it just, it's kind of hard for me to be that like to, to, to get my pitchfork alight for, uh, you know, cause there's obviously been lots of next time they play Carolina. They got to make Aho answer for that. I'm like, I don't, you know, I'm like, whatever, feel how you feel. It's not my place to police how you're feeling. And maybe the Rangers feel that way. I don't know. But obviously, Truba makes the great point in the thing is like, you know, everyone was basically challenging Aho. He didn't want to do anything. He's like, well, I always got to every time I do anything, <laughs> I have to fight somebody. So why doesn't he, you know? Right. Which is, you know, a good point. But, uh, you know, and, and kudos to Truba because he plays that game. And if you play that the game that he plays, then you are going to be basically expected or put in that situation. So and he usually obliges. He's a tough customer. So. Aho is not, but you know, um, but yeah, I, I think the, the Adam Fox injury is unfortunate. I don't think it was on purpose. Um, you know, whether, whether or not it should have been a penalty, you know, even if it was the Rangers still won that game, I don't think it makes it easier to palate, more palatable. You know what I mean? But I think the, the, my point is I don't really think that Aho was trying to go knee on knee on him. Yeah, maybe he was trying to hit him a little, get him a little late and just kind of getting his, you know, give him a little shiver to the, the chest protector or something, you know, I don't know. But, you know, it's not like Ajo is a huge guy either, too, you know, so it's not like. No, and it really like comes down to. Barrel him over. Like, the way Fox avoided him is a bad, just it's bad. You can't do that, no matter how. Yeah. You, like, you, you're now you're putting yourself in a position where it is knee to knee or knee to thigh. And, you know, when it's, you know, when you're in a more vulnerable position, you're going to get the, you know, the, the short end of the stick on that play. You know, he, he needs to either just run into him and you probably yeah. would have gotten the, if you ran Honestly, I feel in, like Ajo would have went down like a ton of bricks. If he just, if Fox is, was a little squat guy, just kind of yeah, center gravity gotten, just stood his ground and they probably would have gotten the call. Yeah. Cause it would have been a little bit more egregious. You know, yeah, because exactly. the way it happened, it probably looked to the ref probably looked like more of a mutual collision. But, uh, you know, if you're going straight at the guy and he's coming at you and your team has possession, you know, he's got to get out of your way, you know, especially since it's, you know, the, the puck has already changed positions, possession twice, uh, you know, on the Rangers side, you know, but who knows? Um, anything else? Uh, no, just wanted to highlight that while we were so negative on, uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we were a little negative on, uh, the Rangers rookies or rookies, Jesus, but you know, Kako and Lafreniere, the heir apparents going to this, uh, it should be noted that Gabe Perot, uh, has played, uh, you know, eight games so far for Boston college. And he's got 11 points already. He had a, he had a three assists game the other game. I think he had two, three assist games back to back. So he's got one goal. 10 assists for 11 points in eight games so far. Uh, that shouldn't be su- surprising because they basically Boston college, uh, essentially, uh, I almost said drafted Boston college, essentially just sign, well, not even sign. They, uh, they basically just got the, uh, the line of Perot, uh, Will Smith and Ryan Leonard from the USNTDP and just, brought that you basically recruited them to the to the same college so they're just playing as a line again and they're just lighting up but pro is just doing more of what he did in the us and tdp just eyes in the this kid's got eyes in the back of his head 
He just always is there to make the play that makes something happen. Uh, and yeah, he uh, creams rising to the top. So he, much like Adam Fox, his just IQ and vision is off the charts. And he's got, you know, an underrated shot. He's a great passer. Uh, you just obviously hope that he, because like Adam Fox, he's not the best physical specimen. You know what I mean? He's a, he's a little, uh, little skinny, but he's, you know, working on getting stronger in the weight room and all that. So hopefully the Rangers found a good one in him because uh, <laughs> the way things are trending so far, they're going to need a future, uh, you know, some future game breakers for him. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast. Be sure to follow us on X at Broadway Boys Pod. And please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.